this morning and we've been singing about the love of God. Y'all can go ahead and sit down if you want to. The thought just keeps, keeps coming to me about how I love my children. And, you know, I keep thinking it, it really doesn't matter what my children ever do because I love them. Nothing they could ever do would make me not love them. And they know that. I tell them that all the time. You know what? It's okay. It's okay. I don't care what you ever do. I love you. I will always love you. I love you. Even when you don't act right, I love you. I do. I still love you. And so we've been singing about this, that nothing can separate us from the love of God. You know, I just feel the Lord just saying this morning that he loves you. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. Because I feel like this morning he's saying, you know, I love you. And nothing, nothing can separate you from his love. And so let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning together. And Lord God, we just we just thank you for your love this morning, Lord. And we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you tell us, Lord, that nothing can separate us from your love, Lord. And this morning, Lord, we just cry out in our heart and we just say we believe you, Lord. Oh, we believe it, Lord. We believe it this morning that you love us, Lord. That you loved us with an unfailing love. That you loved us, that you sent your son to die for us, Lord. Oh, and that your love never fails. That, that your blood was enough. And that you're saying this morning, Lord, that you love us. Even when we fail. Even when we mess up. That your love, you're still there loving us and longing for us, Lord. And so we come this morning, Lord, and we turn our hearts towards you, Lord. And we confess to you, Lord, that we want to love you back, Lord. Oh, we want to love you with everything that's in us, Lord. With all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our mind and all of our strength, Lord. Oh, we love you, Lord. Come and have your way in us, Lord. Oh, we long for you, Lord. And we open up our hearts and our lives, Lord. And we say, come, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Let your love be released in our hearts, Lord. Oh, we love you, Lord, because you first loved us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your love, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, God bless you. It's early. Are you awake? God's awake, and he's ready. He is ready for you. Are you ready for him? Amen. I would ask you to, um, you know, us, us changing things is, is asking a lot of a lot of people. And if you've got kids in children's ministry, I would encourage you when you go pick up your kids, hug that children's worker's neck. Tell them thank you for what they're doing. I need you to pat the worship team on the back every now and then. They're pulling double duty. The choir's pulling double duty. A lot of people are working for God. Amen? And we need to be appreciative. We need to hunt them down and realize people are serving you right now for y'all to be in here. And um, I have realized one of my strong points is not encouragement. That doesn't mean I just have to tell people I'm not going to be an encourager. It means I need to work on myself. Amen? And you need to, uh, we need to get vocal with each other, be encouraging one another, and find a place to plug in. 
bless you for being here. I was a little bit afraid it'd just be me and the worship team and the choir and the sound people and my wife. And I thought, you know what? God's word says trust in the, and the greeters, sorry, and the ushers. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't so sure about the staff. You guys, you guys' alarm clock doesn't always work as well as, uh, anyway, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? My silly uh, youth pastor messed up my train of thought. In, no, it wasn't about encouragement. I was afraid it was just going to be me that showed up. But the Lord sh- told me this morning, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on his understanding. And in, trust in the Lord with all. Trust in the Lord. Y'all know the scripture. Even if I get it wrong, trust in the Lord with all your heart or all my heart. Lean not on my own understanding. And in all my ways, acknowledge him and he will direct my path. As long as I trust in him, the future's out of my hands. If I don't, I'm kind of putting the future into my hands. It's going to go down. Really, it's, it's a, it, I, I'm able to, to, I'm able, is that the right word? If I trust in God and if I put God first, it, the pressure's off of me. It's on to God. It's now whether or not God's word is faithful. And it is. And it is. So, and, and you know, we, we look around, we've got a few holes. Well, that's what we're trying to create. I started thinking this morning, if we filled up both services the first Sunday, we'd, we'd have a problem again. Right? If we were full both services, here we would be again. Now what are we going to do? The Lord, say again, Steve, revival, amen. Bring him in. You know what? I'm so glad you're here. And we are not going to kill the Holy Spirit going to two services. We will not do that. We will not do that. If we do, we have failed. And all I prayed is, Lord, I desire that your church would look like you want it to look this morning. Regardless of what that looks like to me, that it would look like it needs to look like to you. And you know what? All it was about this morning was the blood. And I feel God's presence this morning. And it's the blood is all about love. I don't know if you've noticed how the two tied together between the blood of Jesus and the love. That whole song at the cross is about the love of God. And how much he loves me. We've been talking about God's love. Claiming God's love. We know how big God's love is. Even if you're not a Christian, you have heard how big the love of God is. How it's, you've heard this over and over the last few weeks, how universal it is. How big it is. How wide it is. But is it personal to you? Have you been able to start a personal relationship with him since we've started this? That's a rhetorical question, but it's a question you need to be asking yourself. How is my life changing because of the love of God? Think about this. If you've had a struggle with your parents and feeling like they don't love you, think about how your life would have been different had they loved you the way that you felt like you needed to be loved. The thing is, God loves you. He loves you perfectly. But once we start to realize that, how, how, are, you, how are you allowing that to change your life? It's changed my life, church. And it is continually changing my life. God is revealing more to me in the last two weeks than he's ever revealed to me in my life. 
Go read Psalm 91. If you want an encouraging word, go read Psalm 91. And I would tell you to read it from the New Living. That's what God spoke to me this week was the New Living, Psalm 91. It's all about him being the shepherd. It may not say he's the shepherd in it, but it's all about him being our shepherd. And how if we'll just get on board with him, he's going to take care of it all. How is God changing your life? One of the names of God. Do you remember? Can anybody say it besides my staff? Jehovah. Say it again. Rohi. R-O-I. Rohi, which means I am the Lord. Cindy, I'm glad you got it because you got it. I am the Lord, your shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall have no wants. I shall have no needs. Why? Because the shepherd provides. You know, my kids don't know anything about needs. They know about wants, but they don't know about needs. They have no needs. They get clothes on their back. They don't know where they come from. Sometimes they think Old Navy is their provider. It's not. They don't just go into Old Navy and get everything they want. They don't worry about eating. When they're hungry, they eat. When they need shelter, they have it. Can you see? They don't even know any different. And yet that's the same relationship we're supposed to have. We don't know any different. We just know God is providing for our needs. Our needs we don't have to worry about if we are allowing God to be shepherd. We've seen, how can I have no wants? Now, some of you are new here today. God bless you. I'm glad you're here. But in order to keep me from reviewing too much, go to churchonthehillallgood.com and you can listen to the whole series for free. You can download it to your iPod. Um, you can even subscribe as an iPod, as a podcast subscriber. Go and listen to it. But we've looked at how we can have no wants. How can we literally have no wants? I can have no wants because, do you remember this? God knows me and he still loves me. Every time I still see this, it blows my mind. Even though he knows me. You know, some of us think if that person really knew what I was like, they probably wouldn't hang with me. If they really knew down deep what I think and what I think of them. You ever thought that? If they really knew what I thought of them, they wouldn't go to lunch with me. My lunch group. If y'all really knew what I thought about y'all, y'all wouldn't go to lunch with me. But God knows every thought I've ever had or ever will have. And he still loves me. Everything you've ever done, ever thought, ever considered, God knows it and he still loves you wholeheartedly, enough to give his son. Enough to give his son. But I can have no wants because God also protects me. We saw that God is our shepherd. He is the, He has the rod and the staff. It says, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. There is something about having a comforting dad to know my, my dad's not going to let me walk into a street. I might as well just play all I want as long as I got my dad around because he's not going to let me get out here where there's danger. But when daddy's not around, I'd better have my head up. Now it's on me. We're out here trying to live a life where it's all on me. We're trying to see all the attacks coming. And do we see them coming? No. They pound us from every direction. Because we don't have daddy around. As long as we got daddy around, he's going to take care of that. Maybe the line still comes, but daddy defeats it. Maybe there's a drought, but daddy still leads me to water. Maybe there's a recession, 
but daddy still provides for me. You hear me? When, when our kids are underneath our, our, our covering, they're okay. They're not worried about it. They don't even care if the boogeyman shows up. My daddy's around. That's something at the age that my kids are at is the boogeyman. They don't call it the boogeyman, but they, they're wanting to let fear come in. And I finally say, stop. Daddy's here. <coughs> We've got an alarm system. We've got a dog. I've got a gun. I hope burglars will listen to the podcast. We still at one time had something stolen out of our house and God recovered it. You tell me, who's in control? Not me. God's in full control. Kids, we've done everything in the natural we can, but even that's not enough. We've got Father God watching us. And you can go to sleep and know that we got you. You don't worry about that stuff. God doesn't want you to worry about it. Worrying is just going to make you sick. Worrying is going to make you sick. It says in 1 Peter chapter 5, it says, Let him have all your worries and cares, for he is always thinking about you and watching everything that concerns you. Everything. Everything. Church, I'm sitting here watching the clock like crazy. I'm not going to be tired. I'm going to do the, do the right thing. But I do want you to everybody have a little bit of patience with me and realize this is our first time. I'm up here yelling at Zach. Zach, start the song, start the song. Not to rush it. I was just, Stephen was kind of building up a crescendo of what he was saying over offering. And I wanted the band to start picking it up. And what did he think? He needed to start the second he said amen. And we're up here trying, and I'm up, I'm up here, Zach, I'm sorry, it's not what I meant. I just wanted the music to begin and drummer to come in and let's, boom, let's go. It's time to give. But you can see we're all, our heads are spinning. So everybody be patient with me, okay? I don't know that we're even, uh, we may make Sunday school, we may not. You know, teachers, y'all do what y'all got to do. Um, I'll just tell you, my head's spinning, and I haven't even started on where I'm supposed to start. So um, let him have all your worries. Is that where I am? Yes. God's in control. God's in control of your morning. God's in control of you getting to the restaurant on time. God's in control of your children back there right now. God's in control at your public school. God's in control. God's in control at your job. Maybe the numbers aren't matching. Maybe the numbers aren't where they're supposed to be. I want you to know God is still in control. God is still in control. So what's the big deal? What's the big deal with this? The big deal is freedom. Bless you. Freedom. When we can, have you ever had an, uh, an opportunity to get your, get your weight off of you? That sounds funny. Um, Elizabeth has said for the last two or three months, why are you not talking about what's going on in your life? Well, number one, I haven't quite reached my goal. And number two, I don't want this to be about me. But I've been losing weight. And I've gotten a load off. I've gotten a Sarah bed off of me. About how much she weighs is about how much I've lost. But see how it feels when you can get a care or a worry off your shoulders. There is freedom. There's freedom for you. I don't remember what song that is, but that's a Lindell song. There's freedom for you. I've been delivered. I would ask you this morning, get your worries and your cares off of you. Just speak it out of your mouth. Lord Jesus, I give you this. It doesn't mean you still don't have to deal with it when you go home. 
It just means you are yoking yourself with Jesus Christ. You ever seen a double yoke? I brought one in about two years ago. Get Jesus involved in that yoke. He can, he can pull a whole lot more than you can pull. I just want to be along for the ride. Jesus, you just take me. Take me. Take me. There is freedom. F- finally, we can have no wants because he guides us. That's the word I got this morning. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. He will direct your path. It's a scripture you've probably said over and over and over. But you know what I had to say over here in this room? I trust you, God. I want you to hear it out of my voice. I want to hear it out of my own ears. I trust you, God. You know what? I may still be scared half to death. I'm not scared half to death. God's in control. I've learned that a long time ago, but I still have um, uh, antsiness. I'm not a big worrier. But I needed to speak out of my mouth. Lord God, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, even if you don't save us walking into that fiery pit, I'm still going to serve you. And God, even if nobody else shows up, that's okay. I'm trusting you. I trust you. I trust you. And God says, that's where the success is. You trust me. You trust me. I'll take care of it. He guides you. He guides you. Oh. This week, you are facing so many important decisions. What's the big thing we got this week? It's coming 10 days from today. Taxes. Let me tell you, church, pay your taxes. Pay your taxes. Don't play around with, with being dishonest. You're going to have an opportunity to decide whether you're going to be honest or dishonest this week. Be honest. Risk. Risk being honest and let God make up the difference for you. Do you hear me? Well, it really preaches, doesn't it? You've got so many decisions. Maybe you say, great, just what I needed. Somebody else to push me around or got, or, and guide me. You know what? God enjoys guiding you. He really does. He knows that life is too difficult to be lived on its own, and he wants to guide us. In Romans eight fourteen, it says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. If you're a Christian, God wants to guide you. He wants to direct you. He wants you to count on him for every move that you make. He wants to lead you more and more into the likeness of Jesus Christ. Let me ask you a rhetorical question that I want you to chew on. Do you sense his guidance? Those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. I've asked you so many times to take account of your heart. Where really are you? And right here, do you really sense his guiding? Do you know that he's guiding you? Do you feel his leading? Do you hear his leading? I've been a Christian for a long time without knowing this. But I've realized that God wants to lead me and that he has good plans for me and he has good plans for you. Plans that you might prosper and not to harm you. The plans God has for you is not to harm you, but for you to prosper. Good plans. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. You need something to stand on. 
you're in the middle of a storm right now and you need something to stand on, I would encourage you. I think in your bulletin at the top of the first page that you open is this scripture. Try standing on the word of God. Try when you're in trouble and you're about to face maybe a bill that you've got or a job is about, you're about to lose your job. Start speaking this over yourself. This is God's word. The word of God says that his word shall not return void when you pick it up and you start to access the word of God, it will not return void, but it will accomplish everything that it was set forth to do. Now it's time that you take the seed and you spread the seed and you spread it by speaking it out. Maybe right now all you can deal with is your issue. That's okay. Start there. Take the seed and spread it out on the ground. It will not return void. It will not be a non-producible seed. It will produce. And you get in trouble, you're in, a, you're in a hard place. God, you have plans for me. And this is from you. Plans that I prosper and it not harm me. Plans to give me a hope and a future. I stand on that word this week. You may need a word this week. This is your word this week. He is always trying to lead us. The question that's facing us is, are we listening? Are we listening? Are we listening? You know, throughout the New Testament, Jesus says, let those that have ears hear. Let those that have ears hear. I want to tell you, if you have not been hearing God speak, I want, I'm going to give you a little tip. I'm sure everybody knows where I'm going. The place to start is start reading his word. He will start speaking to you, specifically to your problem this week, even if the scripture does not address your problem this week. By unlocking, by you getting connected to the vine. Who is the vine? Who is, who is the source? It's Jesus. Jesus is the source. What does scripture... In, and John say that Jesus is. Jesus is the word. You connect yourself to the word. You then get connected to the vine that allows the nutrients and all the power to then flow into you. Pastor, that sounds too good to be true. Try it. Prove me wrong and prove God wrong. You know, I've told y'all before that... Uh, um, there, there was a, a book, I have not finished the book, but it talked about atheists trying to prove God wrong. And what happens is they wind up finding God. You can't keep from it. You can't keep from it. Prove him. Prove him faithful. Prove him just. Get in the word. Get in the word. Start with John chapter 1. You don't know where to start? Start with Romans chapter 1. Galatians chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. Just start. Get yourself connected to the vine. You know, you go out here and you, you, cut, you, cut, a, you cut a plant off at the, at the root. Let it lay there and watch what it does. It's going to dry up and it's going to die. And many of you would say, Pastor, that's where I am. 
I want you to know you get plugged back in. Just get in the word. Start worshiping a little bit. Pastor, how do I worship? Go back here and buy some worship CDs. We don't make any money off of those. Start speaking out of your own mouth. I praise you, Lord. Pastor, I don't know how to praise the Lord. Say, I praise you, Lord. That's it. Pastor, I may not have even meant it out of my heart. Well, you spoke it. You spoke it. Start speaking it until you do mean it. And get in the word. God's going to reveal himself to you. God's going to reveal himself to you. I hope you're not getting tired of me playing the same record every week. I'm not giving you the same information ever. But the same the the the, the thing I'm saying over and over is without getting connected into God, we're we're we're, we're spinning our wheels. You ever gone to Bobby Q's and he's got that thing that sits there and spins? It's probably some type of uh, sugar grinder or something. Anybody ever seen it? Until you put something in it, it's just going to spin. You can just sit there and just keep spinning it. Nothing's going to happen. You take a windmill and you don't hook it up to the pump, it's just going to sit there and spin. We need to get in the water. You take an oil pump and you don't stick it down in the ground, just let it run on top of the ground, you're not going to get anything from it. We've got to get in. I can sit here and teach you every great principle that Jesus Christ or Old Testament ever gave us, but if we don't get into the source, we are wasting our time. Now, the laws of God will still prove true, even if you're not a Christian. You do the right things when it comes to the laws of God. Does that, does that make sense? You can't change the law of God, even if you're not a believer. Do you hear me? That's why so many non-Christians will apply God's word to finances and are blessed by them. Because God's word is true regardless of whether you believe it or not. I'm sounding a little Baptist, aren't I? I'm about screaming. I mean, Baptists didn't scream about this. They'd scream about hellfire and damnation. But I'm just screaming. I'm just going to be a, a screamer this morning. But you've got to get in. Get in. Then your plans have a hope and a future. We've seen so many people that are non-Christians that have made money the right way that are not happy and are going to hell. Their marriages are falling apart. Their kids are falling apart. Their life is falling apart. But they've applied the, the laws of God to some areas in their life and they've seen blessing. Are you with me? Have I just gone off the track for you? But you get down in the ground. You get down in the source. Get down in the oil. Get down in the water. Get down in the blood. We've got to access what Jesus Christ has done for us. And it's so simple as that you just give a little bit of your time into his word and let him start. You get in the source and let him start the pump. There it is. Okay. At the time that I gave myself truly to God is when I was probably 20, I don't know, probably close to 28, 29 years old. And I finally gave myself to him. And you know what? I couldn't stop the flow. Basically, God was saying, don't you dare get in my way. I got this. And I had to stand back. And we all know that story. Praise God I didn't get in the middle of it because it would have been awful. I'll mess it up. In the word. Get in the word. Church, I'm not here to make you feel good. I'm here to get you in, into the source. It's God's job to make you feel good. 
God's going to make you feel good. I can make you, I can sit here and make you surfacely, surfacely feel good. Get in the source. Amen. I'm burning up. I don't know if the air conditioner's not working or if I'm just on fire. Father, I just thank you for this morning. Lord, I thank you that every time that we come in here, Lord, we get directed back to your word. And Lord, I'm so desiring that we get in the source. And Lord, there is a remnant. There is a, there's a, there's a, there's a handful. There's more than a handful. I believe there's a bushel of people here that are buying in to your source. Not buying into religion, not buying into church, but buying into you. And Lord, we are starting to see, we're starting to see revival in, in individual lives. And Lord, I ask that it's spread. Lord, I ask that it's spread. That even though we don't know where to go, God, you're telling us where to go today. You're telling us where to go, and that is to get in the word. Start seeking you. Start talking to you. Church, talk to him. Lord God, I've got this problem, and I need you to help me. I'm going to get into your word today, Lord, but I'm not going to hide the fact that I have needs, and there are bad needs. Now, Lord, I'm going to get in your word, and I'm going to trust you to take care of them. Now, help me. Lord, help us to just do that, to just do that just to start. If there is anybody here under the sound of my voice that would say, Pastor, I've never given my heart to Jesus. Today is the day. Oh, give your heart to Jesus. It is, it is not, it is, it, it is a pathway to a hope and a future. It is a pathway to a plan of God that He has for you. To prosper you to prosper you, to bless you, to take care of you, to shepherd you, to provide for you. If that's you, I want you to walk this aisle this morning. If those that are ministering, would y'all please come forward? Will y'all please stand? If you've got a prayer need this morning and you need to be prayed for over an illness or over a sickness or over a financial issue or over a job issue, whatever need that you have, we want to agree with you and we want to lay hands on you and pray for you. If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to walk this out and let us pray for you. Amen. Let's sing.